Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. Some uh, football now, and of course, uh, the upcoming um, A League season is uh, so close you can actually reach out and touch it. It is next weekend, um, and uh, the Phoenix are at home at Sky Stadium to Adelaide in uh, a really important encounter to get the season off, uh, off on a positive note. We're joined now by uh, the general manager of the Phoenix, and that is, of course, uh, David Dome. Uh, David, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Uh, don't appear to have David there. It might have slipped off the line. We'll just uh, try and we'll try and get him back. Um, uh, yes, uh, their first game is against uh, Adelaide, which is, uh, of course, uh, I won't say a must-win game, but it's a, it's a really important game in terms of uh, getting the season off on uh, a really positive note. Um, and then, of course, um, we can uh, also ask uh, David about... I'm really interested to hear about this new facility that I've uh, managed to uh, put together, a new training facility, which is a state-of-the-art, apparently. Um, and, um, of course, uh, we'll give them uh, every opportunity to be better. And, of course, the schedule that they have this time round is more encompassing in terms of the fans. There are uh, a lot more home games available to them, so... Uh, the Phoenix this year, a lot more expected of them. They had a tough road last year because of uh, of COVID, and uh, they had I won't say they had a lot of excuses, but they did have um, reason um, to be not so happy with the way things went. Uh, but uh, this time around, uh, you would expect um, under coach uh, delay that they'll have things uh, pretty well sorted with their squad, uh, and um, just uh, waiting uh, to get David Dome back up actually. Um, the first uh, features uh, fixtures next weekend. Uh, just looking at those um, in terms of uh, when it kicks off, Friday, October the 7th. Um, the A-League begins with uh, the Melbourne City against Western United. Then on Saturday, there are three matches, uh, which includes Brisbane against MacArthur, Central Coast Mariners against the Newcastle Jets, uh, the Sydney Football Club, of course, against the Melbourne Victory, and then on Sunday, our very own Phoenix uh, will be playing uh, against the Adelaide United side. It's an afternoon game, an afternoon game, which uh, was always well and truly well supported. And then the last game of the round as such will be uh, Western Sydney Warriors playing host to the Perth Glory. Uh, that's five o'clock uh, as well. So, uh, David, we've managed to get David Dome up on the line. Uh, thanks, uh, David. I don't know quite what happened there. But um, first of all, it's, can we talk about uh, the new high uh, performance training facility that uh, you've uh, you've got managed to get yourselves into sounds very exciting. Oh yeah, good morning, Susie. No, no, it, it's unbelievable. It's it's a massive um, complex out there. We're in there. Uh, the Lions, Wellington Lions, the Hurricanes, uh, I think, are going out as well. 
Um, we'll literally, as we speak, we're packing up our office this week and we will move out early next week. Our football ops guys are going out there. But it's a state-of-the-art facility that has um, a combination of technology and facilities that rivals the best grounds or the best training facilities anywhere in the world. So there, there is some technology in there that, that um, English Premier League clubs don't have. So we're really excited about it. It's the sort of um, facility we need to be competitive with other A-League clubs these days. It's, Everybody's getting it going ahead and forging ahead with their, their infrastructure. And if you don't have it, you miss out on players. So we've now got this partnership. We're moving out to, uh, to NGCIF, like I say, next week, and then we're away. But, you know, really excited. Can't, can't wait to see what's going to happen when we get out there. And that incorporates uh, outside facilities as well, and training grounds, etc. Yep, yep. So we've got three dedicated sports grounds, um, football fields for us with the ability to expand a little bit more if we need to, which I think we will do in, in due course as we bring on the women's program and also the academy growing at a great rate of knots. So you three dedicated grounds, you know, fixed camera facilities, um, uh, yeah, high fi I mean, Wi-Fi, you know, high-density Wi-Fi across the entire facility so we can stream all our uh, training facilities, uh, training sessions. Um, it's, it's incredible, you know. The, 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 some of the stuff, like I say, some of the stuff, and it, it's got a you know, forty watt bike altitude control um, studio. Uh, you know, it's got hot and cold bars where you can sit forty people in it. It's got an infrared sauna. It's got a massive indoor gymnasium, uh, indoor um, uh, ground where we can play. If the weather's really bad, then we can do almost a full training session inside. Uh, it, it's incredible. So yeah, we've got everything, essentially everything that we need. Um, will be there for you know um, for, for the players and for the staff. Sounds fantastic. Uh, obviously, uh, will be a draw card for players and coaches alike to come to facilities and prepare in facilities like that as well. Uh, David, um, tell us about your your coaching setup for the Wellington Men's Phoenix this year, please. Yeah, so Usa Kale is, is in the, in the final year of his, of his contract with us. Um, essentially, the 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 contract side or the, the, the coaching side is very settled. So we've got uh, Giancarlo Italiano who's been there for four or five years now. Uh, Chris Greenacre is the conduit between the academy side. We, Chris Greeny now heads up their reserve team. So he's the head coach of the reserve side, but his school has connected into the first team. So that's why he's got a really good procession of youth players coming through to the first team because Greeny's there. Um, and then you've got the, you know, the S&C and the physios have all been with us for quite some time. So it's very settled on, on the men's side of the business. Okay, the women's side of it, of course, uh, you had a bit of a hiccup, but it's good a hiccup, I suppose. Uh, you lost the services, um, of course, of Gemma Lewis back to Wales. Uh, and now Natalie Lawrence uh, takes over uh, her assistant last year. Uh, how has that affected things in the run into their start of the season later in uh, October? Oh, it's been seamless for me, to be honest. Um, Nat was heavily involved. We, we've done a lot of our pre-recruit for this year with the women's team um, when Gemma was still involved. Nat was involved the whole way through. She got the confidence of the players. It was the players' wish that Nat would take over, which was part of the decision-making process. But also given um, Nat's background with the team last year, where she spent the whole season with, with the players in Wollongong. She understands the players very well. She's intimately um, connected with all the support staff as well. Um, the CV is excellent in terms of what she's done as a coach, so it was a no-brainer really for us. We had a little look around just to make sure the, um, that Nat was the, the, the best choice for the Wellington Phoenix daily women's team, and she was, and we're very happy with how she's taken on that role. You've also announced a partnership uh, with Queen, uh, Queen Margaret College, which suggests a forward-thinking commitment to the women's game. 
No, Queen Margaret College are excellent. So they're, 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 one of the, the, the strongest things for Queen Margaret is a quality education. And when we're bringing, when you're developing young football players, you want to get them in that optimum um, age group, which is about you know 14, 15, 16 and above. Now, that obviously means if you're bringing um, players from outside Wellington, you've got to school them. Queen Margaret is an unbelievable school, really good uh, quality education. They have boarding on site, so we can provide really strong pastoral care for any players coming through the system. Um, and they're a, a real partner. So Queen Margaret, well, they have their own strength and conditioning at Queen Margaret College, so we, we're tired into that. And then um, we can um, uh, ferry the players around between Queen Margaret and the training venue, which is out in Fraser Park and Avalon. So we're really happy with that association. Um, Paul Temple, we've here to Academy put all that together, and it's been great for the, for the club to date. David, uh, you talk about pathways for young women. Of course, no better example than uh, Alyssa Wynnum, uh, just been uh, called up to the football ferns, the only Knicks uh, women's player with a multi-year contract. It kind of suggests that uh, the name Alyssa Wynnum will be some uh, a name you can start to formulate a real squad around. Uh, absolutely. Well, Alyssa Wynnum is one of those players that has a bit of an ish factor for her, um, about her. So we're looking at Alyssa and going, you're absolutely right, Smitty. Like, how do we build a bit of a team around her? She's still learning her craft, but extremely talented. And you have to remember that Alyssa was uh, a late addition to the A-League women's team last season. Um, Gemma thought that she needed a bit more development, but the, the spot that came up in, in the team and um, she, it was offered to Alyssa, she was initially on a scholarship contract. We had to, we had to transfer that to a full contract because she was applying every game. So that was, that's a, a real credit to Alyssa and how she's taken her chance and she's run with it. And like you say, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's now a chance that we can build a bit of a team around her and continue to build out her, her technical ability and her skill set and, de- and develop her into a quality player that will be in the same way, exactly what you said, in the same way that Gemma has gone on to bigger and better things, then why can't Alyssa go on to uh, a professional career, a career outside Australia and New Zealand sometime in the future? David, you will be well-versed uh, with our uh, very own Ricardo Ball, who is sitting poised as well. Um, as part of the show to, to grill you on the men's side of things, Ricardo. Yeah, good morning, Domi. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Ricardo. Good to hear you again. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Hey, listen, I've, I've got to say, um, you know, somebody that's followed New Zealand football for, for a long, long time uh, and the professional teams we've had in the Aussie comp, it feels like the uh, recruitment that the Phoenix have done in this off-season has seen something happen that doesn't happen often, and that's Stephen Ugarkovich, who's a very, very good Australian oh. player uh, at a great age, who's played at some of the top teams in Australia coming here. That doesn't happen very often. The recruitment around getting him in, obviously to cover for Alex Rufer, who's, who's going to be missing most of the season. Uh, I mean, when did that approach happen, and how did you make that happen? How did you get that over the line? That's Ushak Talley. That's what he does, Ricardo. And you, there's two things about our recruitment this season that is uh, important to note. One is that we've done it early. So we've had a lot of the players. Oscar Zawada, who is our, our new number nine, has come in and he's the last one to be signed. And we're still, you know, it was two weeks, two and a half weeks out from the start of the season that he went straight to Australia. Now, normally we recruit quite late and it's just the way that it plays out. But this year, we've actually made a conscious effort to recruit very, very early. Number two, you've re- we've recruited in quality, and I'll go with that. without a word of a lie. This is our the most that we've ever spent on a on the team on a football on a football team. 
Um, so Rob has, has given Uti the, the dollars to go out and recruit really, really well. And if you look at the uh, imports we've brought in, like Jan Sass, who's the Brazilian number 10, keep an eye out for him. He, he is going to be, I think he's going to be a bit of a star. You've got Oscar Zawada, who's the number nine, and then you've got um, Boja Daclas, who's another number 10. Big, tall, you know, good in the air, number 10. Those were done well ahead, especially the first two of those um, imports was done well ahead of, of what we would normally be. So that's been really, really positive. Um, and I think you'll look at that and you'll, some of these imports will be big names in the A-League this season. So I think you're right. It's, it's, it's really exciting, the quality of these players that, that Uzi signed. Stephen Agarkovic, was, when, when, they, when that name came up and, and Uzi had mentioned that he's chased for Stephen Agarkovic, I said, every, every club in Australia and the A-League wanted Stephen Agarkovic, would want Stephen Agarkovic in his team. He is that kind of a player, and we are very, very lucky. Well, I think part of it is Upi's gone and talked to Stephen and said, look at what you can be, you know, you can be part of here in Wellington and the squad that we're pulling together and the, and the potential the squad could do something this year. And like I said, to Smithy, you couple that in with his facility going to be training in. A lot of players are going, you know what? I go and train there. I, that, that facility could add another one, two years onto my career because of the uh, of the technology that's in there. So I, it's a whole lot of stuff coming together at the same time. But totally agree. What a what a what a signing Ugarkovic has been. Yeah, I mean, the, you talked about Rob uh, Morrison, uh, of course, the owner of the Phoenix, giving Ufuk Tele a bit more money. How much of that is tied into the A League now being an independent body and not directly run by the FFA? Not really. Um, there, there certainly is. Some stuff is easier with uh, us obviously being a part owner of the entire competition, which is really, really positive. And I guess what it means is that any dollar we spend now is a dollar that is essentially being invested into our business. We now all the clubs own the business. We're no longer um, just a license or a franchise owner. We now uh, own the business in its entirety. So a dollar that we spend on players essentially is a dollar invested into our business. Um, the, the central distribution, which essentially is the TV rights money and the, and the uh, central court commercial deals that have been done, that hasn't changed um, from last year to this year. Um, but Rob has just made the decision, along with the other owners and the board, that he wants to have a decent crack at this season, and, and he's given um, the reins to do so. Is this the strongest 11, you think, that the Phoenix have ever been able to roll out if everybody's fit? Um, but geez, mate, that's a hard one when you start comparing teams across here. You know what I mean? But look, I, I think in terms of the last couple of years, like as you know, for the two years that we were we were based in Australia due to COVID, that was always going to be very, very difficult for us to compete being based away from home. And I think if I look at our colleagues in other codes who've had to go over to Australia and base themselves there, you look what we've done. We've, it's barely been a hiccup, you know, in, in terms of the way that UP's managed that team over there. So. Performance is still being good. We've, we've made the finals one of the two years. We're only missing out on um, by one point in the, in the first of the COVID years. Um, you know, we, and last year we only we, we got knocked out in the finals by the eventual winners, and we only by one goal. We only lost one nil to Western. Do you know what I mean? We, we've been pretty good in, in the way that the Uti has adapted to those challenges about being in Australia for two and a half years. Where we've just carried on. We've just quietly gone about our business, done our work recruited well, Boosie's got the team together and, and made them perform, uh, ne- never made any excuses for being based overseas and being based in Australia and, and the stresses that it puts on people. We've just gone on and got it done. And it hasn't really been noted about how the Phoenix has continued to perform as if we were still playing at home. 
albeit I think last year we probably could have gone better if we'd had that you know home semi final and and, and Wellington at some stage. But anyway, you know I think it, it, if you're looking at it, it's a very strong team. It, 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 you know, player for player, there is some real quality now in, in the in the starting eleven, um, and and with good and with now competition for every player. That's what we wanted. We wanted competition in every place. And like you say, with Alex Ruther coming back, and hopefully he's coming to kind of come back sooner rather than later. David Ball coming back from injury. Clayton Lewis has got a slight twin um, hammy strength, so he hasn't been playing. But you get these players coming back, they're now competing with Steven Ugarkovic and Oscar Zawada and, and, uh, and you know, and, and Jan Sass. And pushing, everybody's pushing to be part of that starting 11, which is a really, really positive thing. Yeah, yeah, it's massively positive. Uh, just uh, lastly, mate, uh, we did see Stephen Ugarkovic uh, on New Zealand soil last uh, season at Eden Park. Yes. How, how how far down the yes. penalty taking list is he this year? Yeah, I don't know how they do the penalty taking. I mean, in my team, it's like you're the penalty taker until you miss one, right? And I'm not sure how it does go to the A League. I think, to be honest, I have spoken to Uthi about this and said, well, how, how do you want to do the penalty takers? And he said he actually leaves it to the players. And he goes, it's a, and it's an, it's, I get it, right? But who feels confident on the day? If a player is playing confidently on the day, then they feel confident to take the pen. If, if, if you have a set penalty taker and that, that guy's having a bad, for whatever reason, that player's having a bad day and they're not, and they're missing shots, you don't necessarily want them to take a penalty. But they've, they've, they've got a little bit of a process amongst themselves, the players, about if we get a penalty, who's going to take it? But there are some good penalty takers. And, you know, again, I look at these imports that we've got on board now. I think any one of those would be a decent one. And I would back uh, Stephen Nugakovic as well. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but he, uh, it was a slip in that background was wet. It's, even in what's the all-white game, it was a bit of slipping and sliding at the park when they water it sometimes. I think uh, poor old Stephen got a, got a bit of a raw deal when he took that penalty. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't tell you who our penalty take is going to be, but I'd suggest <laughs> probably not Stevie. Okay, David, um, before I let you go from my side of things, I'm just looking at the draw. Pretty exciting for home fans. Uh, it's quite top-heavy to begin the season. Uh, a couple and then a couple yeah. away, and then a, a good run at home. So nicely set up for the fans, of course. Um, have you finalised um, all your uh, particular venues as the season goes on? And, and uh, yeah. w- where will you be taking the Phoenix to? We're very close. We're very close. We've got. Um, we'll definitely have at least one game at Eden Park, and, and I'm just working with Nick on whether we can get a sixth one up there. I do need to find a venue for the 28th and 10th, uh, which we don't currently have a venue for the men, and there's one venue for the women. There's, there's two games that I'm really... Obviously, the first game of the season on the 9th of October, like you mentioned, Esme, with the, with the men, is going to be a big one for us. But the other one I'm really looking forward to is the, the first professional women's football game ever played in New Zealand on Sunday, the 20th of November, at Sky Stadium in Wellington. Again, a 3 p.m. kickoff on a Sunday afternoon, 20th November, Wellington Phoenix women versus... Melbourne City women, the first ever professional women's football game. We want we, we want 10,000 people at that game to, so New Zealand can show their support for professional women's football. Um, but I'm just, you know, it's history. It's history in the making. Um, you know, there will be a lot of dignitaries there to, to witness it and I hope that the fans get out and really support it as well because, like I say, the first ever professional women's football game ever played in this country. What a momentous um, occasion for sport. Yep, and I'm back on the back of a, a really encouraging start last year uh, away from home. I think they have, uh, deserve that level of support as well uh, on what we saw. Yeah, uh, David, yeah. uh, terrific to catch up with you. Um, thank you very much for your time filling us in on that uh, new wonderful facility that you've got out there, all of those associations. 
uh, and a bit of a breakdown of uh, both the squads. Thank you, uh, and good luck. Uh, we'll talk to you again throughout the season, no doubt. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Ricardo. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.